You're listening to the Inglewood College Podcast. Inglewood College is a ministry of Inglewood Baptist Church in Jackson, Tennessee. We believe that just because this season is temporary doesn't mean it can't be deeply transformative. Love God. Love people. Serve the world. Hey, friends. Welcome back to the Inglewood College Podcast. I'm excited to continue our series uh, today, Peace of Mind, by looking at the verses that follow the passage we looked at last time. Last time we spent some time in Philippians 4, 4 through 7. Today we're going to pick up with verse 8 and go through verse 13. So let's go ahead and read those verses together. Philippians 4, 8 through 13 says, Finally, brothers, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable, if there is any excellence, if there is anything worthy of praise, Think about these things, which you have learned and received and heard and seen in me. Practice these things, and the God of peace will be with you. I rejoice in the Lord greatly that now at length you've revived your concern for me. You were indeed concerned for me, but had no opportunity. Not that I'm speaking of being need, for I know, uh, for I've learned in whatever situation I am to be content. I know how to be brought low, and I know how to abound. In any and every circumstance, I have learned the secret of facing plenty and hunger, abundance and need. I can do all things through him who strengthens me. So I got a few things I want us to to talk to today. And one of those things is that we can choose what we will dwell on. You know, I have a a seven-year-old and she went through a season not too long ago where she would get up pretty often after we put her to bed and come out of her room upset about something. And she'd tell us that she had had a bad dream, but really it was just that she had had a bad thought come to her mind or something that worried her uh, would pop into her mind as she's trying to go to sleep. And there's one thing that I would come back to with her uh, over and over again. I would tell her, you can't always choose what comes to your mind, but you can choose what you will dwell on. And I meant by that, that sometimes things come to our minds that we don't want to think. Worries, fears of various kinds, even thoughts that we know are sinful or would be sinful if we kept thinking about it. But just because something comes to your mind doesn't mean you have to give it your ongoing attention. And I think that's true. I think Paul communicates here in Philippians 4 that we have a responsibility to fill our own minds or set our minds on what is good and worthwhile. And I know that's an ongoing battle for all of us, you know, because we have attitudes that spring up that we know aren't right, whether it's envy or bitterness or selfishness um, and things that we know we shouldn't stay with, or we have thoughts that come to mind uh, that could be lustful or hateful or vengeful. We have worries that try to consume our thinking about our future, about our health or our relationships or our reputation. And I'm here to tell you that you're not a victim of your thoughts. You're not bound to continue thinking about things that come to mind that you know you shouldn't be thinking about. And we know uh, well, we're going to talk about this more in the next episode, kind of about waging war with wrong, wrongful thinking and how the armor of God is our help in that. But for now, understand that we're called to practice intentionality with our thoughts. And that means that I don't have to think about what isn't good for me to think about. One way of being intentional is just controlling my inputs. What am I allowing to fill my mind through what I watch, what I look at, what I listen to, what I read, but then also not assuming too much based on what unintentionally comes into my mind, not assuming that those thoughts have to stay or that they have to define me. Instead, intentionally, we think on, as Paul says, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, 
whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable, whatever is excellent, whatever is worthy of praise. I've been reading this book uh, lately by Esther Smith called A Still and Quiet Mind. And it's been of some help to me as I kind of just work through my own uh, unwa- unwanted thoughts and, um, and and just working on how I think about things. And she talks about asking your thoughts some questions. Uh, and there's four. She says that you can ask, is it true? Is it helpful? Does it fit my situation? Uh, and also, is it complete? Meaning, is there more to the story that my mind is leaving out? And I think asking questions like that of lingering thoughts can help uproot them. And then you can figure out what really is true, what is helpful, what is appropriate to the circumstances, and fill your mind with whatever is true and worthwhile that maybe you've been overlooking. And you know, we have an enemy. We're going to, again, talk more about this in the next episode as well. But for now, understand that Scripture tells us that Satan is the father of lies. He wants us to believe things that aren't true. He wants us thinking about thinking about things that aren't honorable or pure or excellent. And it shouldn't come as a surprise that thoughts uh, that don't meet those good qualifications that Paul laid out come to mind because Satan would like to destroy us all. But that doesn't mean that those thoughts have to take precedence in our minds. He has no control over us and over our thoughts when we are in Christ. So the battle for the mind may not come easy, but it's worth fighting. And it's something that we can fight in Christ. And the best way to do that is to fill your mind with the kinds of things that Paul is talking about. And the best way to do that is to stop and meditate on truth from Scripture, reminding yourself of things that are true, particularly things that you know Scripture says that speak into the lies that our adversary, Satan, would like for us to believe. But not only that, not only can we choose what we're going to dwell on, uh, but we also know that our sense of God's peace is often affected by our actions. So what we've talked about up to this point is really mostly verse 8. Then in verse 9, he says this uh, thing about following his example, and he says, practice these things, and the God of peace will be with you. You know, I think there's a real connection between walking in obedience and experiencing God's peace. I'm not saying that your good or bad actions affect the actual peace you have with God, because Jesus has reconciled you to the Father based on what he has done, not based on your own good deeds. This is more about your ongoing sense of his peace in your life. If you're living in known sin, you're probably not going to feel a lot of God's peace. Maybe some of your struggles with thoughts are due to ongoing and unrepentant sin in some other area of your life. Or maybe the unwanted thoughts are temptations to a certain sin, and they continue to come up unwanted because you make a habit out of giving into that sin. It could be that what you need is to return to the Lord in repentance and depend on his strength to continue to do battle against those patterns of sin in your life. And honestly, even if there's nothing too bad or too good going on, and you're just kind of in this mediocre place of lukewarm in walking with the Lord, I'm not sure that you're going to know a whole lot of God's peace as you walk like that. And it may be that the unrest you feel is on purpose. God is allowing you to see your weakness and your need for him. So maybe it's that we need to repent and lean on his grace and live according to what God has revealed. And that's not to say that being obedient will suddenly make all your doubts or all your fears or worries or unwanted thoughts go away. But it is to say that you shouldn't expect to live worry-free and totally at peace if you willfully walk in disobedience. Because God 
is this God of peace who is ready to walk with you as you set your minds on things that are above, as Colossians 3, 2 would say, and practice walking with him in the day-to-day. There's a third thing I want us to think about, uh, and that's that God's peace can be ours in Christ despite circumstances. Paul is actually in prison when he's writing this letter, and he, he says that he's been through a whole range of things along the way in serving the Lord. Uh, plenty, of, plenty of ups and downs and need and want and all these things uh, through good times and bad. And there's one thing that keeps him going through it all, and that's Jesus. He says that he has learned along the way that Jesus is the secret to contentment. And actually, the Greek word for contentment in there in verse 11 means to be self-sufficient. Basically, I have everything I need in me. How could he say that? He could say that because of Christ in him. You know, Paul knew that he had everything that he needed because Christ was in him and Christ was everything he needed. His identity was so wrapped up in Jesus. Everything Paul was and had was dependent on everything that Christ is and has. And I've got to tell you that I've had some fights with unwanted thoughts before myself where the greatest rest I found was in repeating to myself the truth. I know who I am. I am in Christ. That's who I am. And in the same way, I know that finding your identity in Christ can be everything you need to walk through whatever it is that you're facing with your faith intact. I know you face real things and real battles in the mind, and it's a mix of up and down. They're good days and bad days, but there is not a thing that you can't face with Christ. He is the steadying presence that holds you steady despite life's ups and downs. I really hope that this was of some help to you today. I want you to know that you're not alone in what you're walking through, and there's help in Christ in prayer, in his word, and in his church. And I hope you'll take advantage of those things. And as we conclude our time today, let me remind you of our theme verse for this series, Isaiah 26, 3. You keep him in perfect peace, whose mind is stayed on you because he trusts in you. Grace and peace.